Good morning. Welcome to With God at Dawn. A friend in the heavenly court. 1 Peter 1, 3 and 4. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled, that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you. Is there any reason why this lively hope should not give us as much confidence and joy right now in history as it gave to the disciples in the early church? Christ is not enclosed in Joseph's new tomb. He's risen and has ascended up on high, and we are to act out our faith that the world may see that we have a lively hope. Act out our faith by obedience. That's how faith is expressed. <clears throat> if we didn't believe he was there, we could just do whatever we wanted, and that would act out that faith. Our hope is not without a foundation. Our inheritance is not corruptible. It's not the subject of imagination. We read in the, in the Bible about the resurrection of Christ from the dead, but... Do we act as though we believe it? Do we believe that Jesus is a living Savior? That he's not in Joseph's new tomb with a great stone rolled before it, but he has risen from the dead. He's ascended on high. He is there to plead our case in the court of heaven. He is there because we need a friend in the heavenly court, one who is to be our advocate and intercessor and let us rejoice in this. We have everything for which to praise God. So, who was he interceding for? For those who claim him as their Savior, right? Because those who don't, they're going to just get raised up in the final resurrection um, to receive their uh, to the executive judgment to receive uh, uh, their reward. And... Uh, so those right now that the Lord is representing is you and me if we believe in, in him and obey him, give him our heart's affections. He's there to plead our cases in the courts of heaven. He's there because we need a friend in the heavenly court. We need a friend. One who is to be our advocate and intercessor. Then let us rejoice in this. We have everything for which to praise God. Many judge of their religious state by their emotions. Oh, I know. I've so done that. It was because my mother had such a state that a bliss look about her that her walk with the Lord was so precious and sweet. And I thought that I had to have that feeling in order to know that I had arrived. But we may not have those feelings. Remember that saying? Feelings are God's to give and faith is ours to exercise. So our feelings are not a safe criterion. Our Christian life does not depend upon our feelings, but upon our having a right hold from above. We must believe the words of God just as he has spoken them. We must take Christ at his word, believe that he came to represent the Father, and that the Father, as is represented in Christ, is our friend, and that he desires not that we should perish, or he would never have given his son to die our sacrifice. The cross of Calvary is an eternal pledge 
to every one of us that God wants us to be happy, not only in the future life, but in this life he wants us to be happy. If we grouse and kibitz and um, complain and whine, it shows that we haven't got a real experience yet. The Lord is still working with us. The death of Christ brings to the rejecter of his mercy the wrath and judgment of God unmixed with mercy. The death of Christ brings to the rejecter of his mercy the wrath and judgments of God unmixed with mercy. This is the wrath of the Lamb, but the death of Christ is hope and eternal life to all who receive him and believe in him. Now, you know, when Peter was telling us, what did Peter say? That we are born again in Christ by God the Father. How did he say it? He said, um, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So we are born again in Christ by God. So how'd that happen? Okay, so I'm just thinking about this myself. I'm not telling you how to think, but I'm going to just share a couple thoughts. So just my thoughts. As I'm pondering this, when Christ took our human flesh into himself, he took us with him. Our genetic tendencies, our, our flesh that, at that stage in history, Mary, his mother, was a fallen human being. He took her flesh, he took, and in that he took ours. He took us with him in a way that I can't explain, but humanity combined with divinity does not sin, and we're born again as new creatures. When we're then dwelt with the Holy Spirit of Christ, Christ fulfills the demands of the law for us because we can't. Therefore, we may stand before the law without shame. We don't have to get rid of the law. It's been perfectly fulfilled and we can stand before it and be comfortable. As though we had never sinned and now born again, combined with divinity by the indwelling of Christ. That's Christ in you, the hope of glory, Colossians 1.27. We can walk on the narrow path. We may fall. The psalm says, A righteous man falleth seven times and rises up again. We are not judged by the occasional mistake, but by the tenor or the trajectory of our life. So we may have the lively hope that Peter expressed. I'll tell you, Peter understands or understood this more than most, for he fell in a most shameful way by denying Christ at a most public moment, didn't he? Just imagine how he felt when their eyes met. Jesus turned to look at Peter with pity, and Peter understood the abundant mercy of Jesus at that moment when their eyes met, and he ran to Gethsemane with bitterly weeping, and he was converted at that time. Peter was no longer arrogant in the way that he spoke was he he was a changed man we too may have denied christ in our life perhaps too shy to stand up or speak up when we should have for him there are some people who say some things that need to be corrected but there's a lively hope for us jesus resurrected from the dead and he can resurrect our fallen nature this takes time and effort, and we must be obedient and surrender to the way he and means that he uses to do that. We read that our emotions are not a safe criterion. Like, what are, doubt is an emotion, isn't it? Fear is an emotion. 
Anger is an emotion. Guilt and shame are emotions. We can't trust those emotions. That's not safe. Christ is what we trust in. Take him at his word. Believe the words of God, just as he spoke them. His death is hope and eternal life to all who receive and believe in him. So we need a right hold from above, don't we? And it's there for us. They're just God's just waiting for you to turn to him and call out to him every day, every morning. Give him your plans for the day to keep or change as it please him. And then be amazed as he does do that. Be willing, whatever he brings to you, it may be something you didn't ask for. That <laughs> um, happened to me something just the other day. Okay, but I won't go in there. So there's a promise in John 1, 12. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become sons of God. Even to them that believe on his name, we believe on his name. There are several places in the Bible that talk about the name of God. You can look them all up. Um, Exodus 32 and 33 is one place. And then um, I think in, uh, I think also in Exodus, he, when Moses asks, who shall I say um, sent me? And God says, I am that I am. I'm the God of Abraham and Isaac and of Jacob. In other words, a continuity of just one God. And I am that I am. So there's several places he talks about his name. And... He says, that's my name he, when he's talking to Moses. But we take him at his word. We believe in him. And let's, let's claim that promise. He gave us power to become the sons and daughters of God if we believe on his name. I said that I would read a, a little trait off my list of Jesus, how to be like Jesus. And this one is Desire of Ages, page 85. In every gentle and submissive way, Jesus tried to please others. And that's a trait that we can begin to develop. Try to please others in every gentle way whenever it's safe to do so. Because we know that the criterion is obedience to God first and foremost. That we can try to please others in every way that we can. Dear Jesus, thank you, Lord, that you are there to represent us in heaven. And those of us who believe in your name, we don't pay attention to our feelings, but we believe your word. We accept and receive whatever you give to us today. We give you our plans. Keep or change as it please you, Lord. You're such a God of love. We're so grateful to you. And Lord, please guide us. In your name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining me, brothers and sisters. God bless you today. I'll see you in the morning.